from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Alave in motion. They fake him on the jet sweep. Fields gets out of the pocket. He'll do it himself. Touchdown. How about being special in the pocket, Justin Fields? Go create. Go make something happen. Touchdown, Buckeyes. Yeah. Do you love Justin Fields mm. as much as I love Justin Fields? Can we just say one thing quick before we get into Justin Fields about Baker Mayfield and Ben Roethlisberger? Sure. So according to ESPN, which is your go-to worldwide Not leader that of sports. QBR crap. So the QBR is very interesting, okay? And you know me. I'm a big analytics guy. Brent always have been. Always swore by analytics. Never once talked bad about analytics. Nah, you're an analytics guy. I'm a junkie. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, QBR, 65.4. Not bad. You know, that's, that's, that's one of the mill. Doesn't say where he ranks, but it's not bad. Actually, you know what? That's good for 17th NFL. Baker Mayfield. This is interesting now. This is very fascinating. 70.5. Compared so, to what, 64 or 65? It doesn't matter. Uh, 65.4 compared to 70.5. So, I'm going to need you to concede. Feel free to concede right now or concede tomorrow. Whatever you want to concede, just go ahead and concede. Well, you're like a Gator fan that wants QBR, the Heisman baby. Trophy done with a couple weeks to go. It's we'll talk QBR. about that in a moment. The QBR. Justin Fields. Mm. All right, this week for you? <laughs> All right, you, you could have had a couple more touchdown passes. I mean, I get it, you ran, but how about the Heisman Trophy moment, baby? He went down oh, 50 yards and blocked. The Heisman Trophy moment. I'm talking about Kyle Trask punting a ball oh, yeah. for the now Heisman you do Trophy. Sound like minute. a Gator. I know, right? No, listen, I, I watched a lot of uh, Justin Fields on Saturday, and it was a nice bounce back game. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, he showed me a lot of good things, and I think, listen, I mean, we're so. Um, infatuated with the dual threat quarterback, with the Kyler Murrays, with the Russell Wilsons, and I think Justin Fields could be that guy. I, I do think he could. I, listen though, I I will say this: like Fields had a couple runs. I still don't view Fields as a runner before passer. Like I do kind of view Kyler Murray just as dangerous, and Lamar Jackson just as I wouldn't say even more than just as dangerous though. Like it's an important part of their game, much like yeah. Cam Newton made his career as part of that. Mm-hmm. Like and Cam Newton showing that he can't sit back there and just throw. Like he has to have the running element. Correct and. Like, I still feel like Fields is more of the, maybe the Russell Wilson, Josh Allen more ilk, where they're going to use their legs, and it's going to be effective. But it's not a necessity. Like, you can still have a good game if you run for 25 yards. Like, what we're seeing out of Kyler Murray is, like, he's not having a good game unless he runs for 75, 80 yards. Well, listen, and we're going to break down Kyler Murray a lot tomorrow, but I think, like, with that shoulder injury that he's got, but they're not running him as much anymore. Like, I I think Kingsbury's trying to protect him a little bit. But Lamar Jackson said, hey, I'm going to stay in the pocket this year. Well, that's not a good idea, Lamar. Would you compare him to Sean Watson? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That, that, that's another good one. Like, the running is part of oh, it. Oh, it's like, always there. And it's a big part of it. And, but I think you have to have it. Like, I think today's day and age, especially if you break down the first half of this NFL season, you're looking at guys throwing for 280, 320, but also running for 55, 60 yards. Yeah. And I think maybe it's 45 yards. But those 45 yards are important. You even look when Blake Bortles was doing well here in Jacksonville. It was because he was getting 35, 45, 55 yards on the ground. You look when Josh Allen's playing his best football. He's stealing some yards, first downs, plays with his legs. So I guess the point is I don't look at fields – as a running, like he has to run. But I do think it's part of his game and a weapon that makes him dynamic. Yeah. 
Uh, and by the way, I look at Trevor Lawrence that way. Now, I would probably look at Trevor Lawrence as more of a pocket passer, run out of necessity, mm-hmm. you know, when need be, and then able to do it. I, I don't think Justin Fields is that. I think he's going to use his legs sometimes, uh, especially at the collegiate level. But I just don't have a problem with him throwing the football. Like, th- listen, there were questions about Lamar Jackson throwing the football. There's questions about Kyler Murray because of his height staying in the pocket. There's There are not those kind of questions about Justin Fields. He checks a lot of boxes mm-hmm. just throwing the football. It was a good bounce-back game for him. And if you look at the other guys, and we're going to get to Kyle Trask and Mac Jones in a moment, but if you look at Trevor Lawrence, if you look at Zach Wilson, those guys did not have great games. Like, listen, they still – if you go watch Zach Wilson play mm-hmm. and you just don't look at numbers – I think he gets you pretty fired up. Yeah. Like I really do. Like he he makes. I saw a throw that if Patrick Mahomes, if you put a red Kansas City uniform on him, he's a gunslinger. Patrick Mahomes, like he was going to his right and he threw it 25 yards down the field, and I couldn't tell if he was looking or not. Yeah. But it was just vroom. And uh, wow. And then even the last play, that Coastal Carolina game, oh, yeah. you see him step into that throw and just gun it in there. Yeah. I mean, the kids, he's a fun guy, but I was almost like, dang, man, I was expecting a little more out of you. This was a big moment mm-hmm. and he didn't deliver from a numbers kind of sexy standpoint. Um, he still can make a lot of plays. I think Zach Wilson's going to be a good player in the NFL. Did you see the play where he got double teamed on the, on the block with the interception or whatever? And the oh, two yeah, guys yeah. went after him. What, what do you about, think about that? No, well, I, Come on, no, I'll tell you, you a story. You tell me. You tell me about that play a little bit more, but I heard from the seat. We were we were in the middle. We weren't like locked into that BYU game until a little bit later on. I, I saw like the fourth quarter of it more yeah. so. Uh, but we were doing SEC tonight. We had the Gators game, and then it was handed off to the Alabama game. But when we did that, we saw the SEC national guys show that um, the CBS national guys show that play right after it happened, and they suggested that something had happened pregame. Oh, okay. To to kind of spark that. Now other defenders will say, hey. You get coached to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So straighten it out yeah. because that looked a little aggressive to me. No, <laughs> listen, it was definitely aggressive, right? It was intentional, um, bad intentions all around for, for the mullets, let's just say. But And I find it so funny. Everyone's complaining, what a dirty hit. What a cheap shot on Zach Wilson. That was a football play. If that happens to a receiver or a running back, no one bats an eyelash. Yeah, that's but true. Because it happened to, you know, the the Mormon monster that is Zach Wilson. Everyone's <laughs> got a problem with it because he's the quarterback. Listen, I'm all for double standards. Double standards don't apply here. I'll never forget my very first start in Dallas, Texas. Well, I was in Fort Worth, Texas, but we were playing the Dallas Cowboys. And John Kitna, I believe, was the quarterback because Tony Romo would have been hurt. And we were always coached my rookie year. If there's ever an interception, you go after two guys. Number one, you go after the guy who the ball was intended for. Because obviously he understands that what's an interception, I have to go make a play, right? Because he sees the ball coming in, and then he reacts off that. So he has the most incentive to get the guy down. So you go after the intended receiver. If you're not by the intended receiver, you go after the quarterback by any means necessary. Now, I'm not trying to put out some kind of bounty gate, something like that. But I'm just saying. It was preached to us that there's ever an interception, you go after the quarterback and try to inflict, you know, a little right there, Fred, if you will, as much as possible. So John Kitna, that was an interception, okay? I immediately hunt down John Kitna, standing right by the Cowboys' sideline. And I'm like, man, if I go after him right here, there's going to be repercussions because he's standing by the sideline. He's not even in the play. So like, you're thinking like, of this. Well, yeah, he literally, like, threw the ball and, like, got mad and walked off the field. I'm like... Screw it, I'm going in. Like, because the last thing I want to see is like me watching film with Joe Cohen. Uh, Why yeah. didn't you go after him? Like, okay, Joe, 
I got you, man. So he throws an interception. I come like a bat out of hell, 40 yards across the field. <laughs> and he's like literally walking off the field. Like he, he's done. Like, you know, like the play is still going on. Don't hit him, but Austin. But the kid is like, oh, dude, lowered my shoulder and <laughs> absolutely depleted him. And the best part was the ref saw it. No penalty. Because back then, 2010, that was a football play. Now. What did their bench do? Oh, now, okay, the bench was a different story. Okay? <laughs> the bench was not so hunky-dory with that decision that I made. The, the bench got into it a little bit, you know. There was some verbiage being thrown around about me and maybe my family. But at the end of the day, <laughs> hey, at the end of the day, though, I did my job. I remember watching film the next day. It was a good film session because we won that game. <laughs> yes. But they're like, hey, Austin Lane. Good job. Wait, take the coaching. You got it, coach. Why time. is that? Like, why? Why? Here's here's this interesting. All right, in yeah. baseball, you can take out. You're kind of taught to take out the middle infielder. Yeah. On a double play ball, but cleanly. I mean, you see guys do it dirty, but you're not taught to do that dirty. I mean, mm-hmm. you do that dirty, that's dirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they've saved the catcher now from collisions in baseball. So, and colli- that's a tough guy. Mm-hmm. You know, in football, when I see this, like. I understand they'll go after if they get a shot at Brady, the Mannings, the Rodgers, they will. Or maybe those guys are just so smart to stay away from it now. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like it seems like they have a respect for those guys that they won't try to go declete them. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong at that. Maybe no, they do. No, see, it's different now, though, because like even if you were to do that, it'd probably be a penalty. I don't know what the call would be, um, but yeah. I think there's a sense around circles now where like if a court, if it, for instance, if Aaron Rodgers throws interception. You go after Aaron Rodgers, lower your shoulder, try to declare him. That's going to be a penalty. I'm not sure what the prognosis is going to be, but that's going to be a penalty. I. So you were okay with what they did to Zach Wilson? Absolutely. That's that's the game of football. No, yeah. like I mean, I, I, I just I feel like, like it's pun- not though. It feels like it's on the schoolyard of a of like that, he has nothing to do with the play. Like, to, but that's nothing to do with yeah, football. But, no, it does. It's, it's psychological warfare. Right, like think about Zach Wilson right now. You traveled all the way across the country to play in probably the biggest game of the season for BYU. Right, the game is close. It's a nail barter right now. And guess what you just did? You threw an interception. Yeah. Okay. The whole world's watching you. You're supposed to be this this coveted draft pick, dude. Why not add something to that wound? Yeah. Why not get into his face? Why not holler him and say, yeah, baby. Okay, but they did moments. more than that. I oh, mean, no, I don't know. what if he gets hurt on that play? They roughed him up. What if he gets hurt on that play? The, the, Is it dirty? Right? No, then, then you're a casualty of the game. Because if it's a running back, if it's a wide receiver, a tight end, whoever else, we don't talk about it. But since it's a, it's a quarterback, yeah. we're supposed to pamper these guys. We're supposed, to, we're supposed to baby these guys. He's got a helmet on just like everybody else. And guess what, Brent? It ain't like practice, man. He's not wearing a red jersey. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Um, by the way, Zach Wilson, I'm, I like him a lot. I think he's a fun player. I expected more out of him Saturday. Coastal Carolina, man, give him credit. That was a heck of a football game. Really fun. And, and congrats to both schools for getting that thing together and making it happen. But that was uh, that was great. I mean, that was shades of, what well, I said it on Twitter, Rams and Titans. I mean, yeah. it came right at the one-yard line. Really good was stuff. Was that Mason or Kevin Dyson? Uh, uh, or Dyson. Mason? Dyson, I believe, was the one that, that was short. Remember, well, I remember Both that on game. the same teams Correct. right, right yeah. at the time. But I think yeah. it was Dyson. Okay. Uh, and, and by the way, maybe Coastal Carolina BYU just showed us why there should be a little bigger playoff. <sighs> now, they wouldn't have made like a 6 or 18 playoff. Yeah. But someday if we ever get to a bigger playoff, mm. like those are fun teams to watch play. Yeah. Like I don't mind seeing that. And so. And can I just say one thing about the Coastal Carolina fans? Because I saw you take me in that whole thing with the shirts. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm not saying that was my idea. I'm sure that's been thrown on the airwaves. You know, well, I think Mormons versus was. mullets. But they spelled it Mormons right, though, huh? <laughs> Guys, hey. Myrtle Beach. Like, you already kind of have a negative stereotype. 
Why not add to it and misspell Mormons? I, Come on, guys. Here's the funny thing about that. It's like, is that like, um, you ever collect baseball cards sure. and there would be an error? Yeah, yeah. And so the card They're would the be worth, worth more. more? Yeah. <laughs> so if you got the shirt that spelled Mormons wrong, is it someday worth <laughs> wrong more? <laughs> I think there are plenty printed. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get into the this. I got into this on Saturday night. Okay. Here you go, Gator fans. Stuart, I want you to weigh in on this real quick. And you don't have to be PC. You can get it. Hey, tell us I how you on feel, Twitter man. I on Twitter a lot more. What did you do on Twitter on Saturday night? Uh, a I lot. Just, tweeting out his feelings. Yeah, I listen. I love, I, I preface this. I'm not a Gator, okay? You are not. Uh, there are a lot of Gator fans out there on my timeline and everywhere else. And, and you're having a great season. Congratulations, Florida. We are right here in the middle of it, and, and I, your audience. I, I like when they're good because it's fun to cover, and, you know, and it, there's like something to talk good. about it. But I like I don't care if they're good; I just like when they're good. Uh, but I I just want to make this perfectly clear: there's Mac Jones, who's a local guy, yeah. but I love Kyle Trask's story, and I've said it countless times. Like mm-hmm. he to me, like if you have kids, which I do, I have high school kids. What a great story to tell your kids. Time. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in a world where everybody's getting looked at and committing and all this stuff so early, like you can hardly hit your teenage years before you got a letter from a coach. <laughs> the, he is an unbelievable story of, of so many ways. And by the way, Mac Jones is very similar in terms of a great story to be to say, in this if position. If not for the Trask story, you would be saying a similar thing about Mac Jones yeah. and his ascension at Alabama. I, I think it's the story of college football this year, these two guys, and where they've come from and who they are, and, and now they're the front runners over Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence and even Zach Wilson yep. to win the Heisman Trophy, and they are that. They, it's up. It's between these two guys. You can throw Trevor Lawrence in the mix. The only way Trevor Lawrence is winning this is, one, if he gets going a little bit more because he wasn't great the other well, – it wasn't statistically like, wow, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and the only way he gets back in it is if they give him the, the career award. But I don't think they're going to do that because there's so much momentum now for Jones and Trask, and they're playing in a big game. So bottom line is I love the story. Weber, where do you see this right now? I mean, do you th- – the narrative here is Trask has won it. He's got like 14 more touchdowns than, than Mac Jones, whatever the number is. And it's like his st- statistics way outweigh Mac Jones at the point, And he's he's won the Heisman Trophy. It's over. That's what Gator fan wants to say. What do you think? I think so much of it is rooted in how you how you approach the Heisman Trophy. What is the Heisman Trophy in your mind? Is it the most valuable player to their team? Is it the guy who racked up the most stats? Well, frankly, the last few years, it has felt a lot like the guy who racked up the most stats, especially if you look at last year. I mean, last year they coincided where you had both happening at the same time. Joe Burrow obviously had a statistically amazing season, and he also led his team to a national championship. This year, you could see a little diverging of paths there when you're talking about it, and a lot of that comes down to the SEC championship in Atlanta in two weeks. And, you know, which which of these two guys is going to be – the one who leads his team on to the college football playoff into that final four between Mac Jones and Kyle Trask. But if you really want to go by that most valuable player, don't you have to bring back in Trevor Lawrence? And you look at the fact that, okay, he missed two games. What did they do in one of those games? They lost. They lost one of those games. Now, doesn't that make him extremely valuable to his team in this season for an MVP award? Or is the Heisman a statistical thing? When you can bring back in Kyle Trask and say, okay, look, he's, you know, setting records at a place like Florida, which has had some pretty good quarterbacks in the past. He's throwing for over three touchdowns a game. This last game, 
people are criticizing him. He was over 400 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. 400 yards and four touchdowns, and the game was in hand the entire second half when you had some garbage touchdowns for that other team. So, you know, you end up asking, what is the award? And frankly, it feels like it is a statistical award, which is hard to hand out this year in a year where the stats are so uneven. Yeah, well, no one's playing the same amount of games. No, you're right. Listen, it's always been a statistical award, sure. though. I mean, outside of a couple of few, if it wasn't a statistical award, defensive players would win it. Yeah. Receivers would win it. Like the, uh, like our Blitzy Player of the Year award. Yeah. We give that to defensive players sometimes. <laughs> Devontae like Smith that. would probably win it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because statistically speaking, he's unbelievable. And he might be the best player in college football. It's not the best player in college football award. Just like he won't be the number one pick in the NFL draft. Absolutely. Which is an interesting thing, too, in that, you know, we're still putting Lawrence and Fields up there at one and two. And meanwhile, it's Trask and Jones who are kind of battling out for that Heisman when you're thinking quarterback-wise. Yeah, but, well, it's yeah. a quarterback award. It, yeah. It's become a quarterback it award. Has. And that's fine. It should is they change is, the statue know? then? Um, <laughs> throwing the ball probably instead should. of one holding it? They probably should. Now, listen, running backs certainly can. I mean, Derrick Henry just won it recently. I mean, did, yeah. it's, it's not impossible for running backs. But it's a, it's a quarterback and maybe a running back award if you're you're just putting up crazy numbers but the way football's going it's going to become more and more a quarterback award so here's i think this is the problem what this is what i was trying to get to the other night when i'm talking about this and this is what i don't really think people are grasping this is an atypical year when it comes to the heisman trophy we would already be awarding this the votes would have already been cast the votes would already been in even though the sec championship game wouldn't even have been played and so this is as unique as we've ever had it in college football, that the two front runners are also going to play for the SEC championship in the same game. Mm-hmm. And so because they're voting later, you can't sit here and tell me that he's like that. The context has been Trask has already won the award. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he hasn't. There's two more games to go. Like nobody you're not giving the award like years past in the first week of December. And that's really just my point. And I'm not sitting here telling you Mac Jones is going to win the award. But I do think human nature tells us if you are voting for that award on December 21st, you know, which you even have later that vote. But just to say December 21st and we know it's between those two guys and many people believe it. You'll still get your Trevor Lawrence's and Justin Fields and all that other stuff. But majority of votes are going to be cast for those two guys. Well, you're going to look and see who played better in that game head to head. And if there was a distinct difference. Now, I do believe that if there's not a distinct difference, Kyle Trask is in the lead right now. So Kyle Trask can lose the game in a close way, play well. And maybe Najee Harris goes off for 200 yards and beats the Gators. And Kyle Trask still, I would think, would earn it based on numbers and what he's done this year. But you can't tell me that it's already over. Like, Mac Jones, what if Kyle Trask throws three picks in that game and Mac Jones throws four touchdowns in that game? Well, You can't sit here and tell me that Kyle Trask deserves the Heisman Trophy. No, for sure. It's it's definitely not over. And I agree with Stewart, where it was definitely a stat-driven award, I feel like, um, even like five, six years ago. Like, for instance, when Lamar Jackson won the Heisman Trophy, remember how good his team was? They were like 500 in their conference, you know? Well, so like, the year but, Tebow but won, they lost won. four times that year. Exactly. But now I think with the implementation of the college football playoff, like that tells us that these are the top four teams in the country. And the past couple of years, you've seen that teams that have made the playoff usually has the Heisman Trophy winner. Now, if Kyle Trask was to play in the SEC championship, 
and get mollywhopped by Alabama, which could very well happen. I think it begs the question, does he even deserve to get the Heisman Trophy? Like, if you're not going to play in the college football playoff with one of the top four teams, you're the top player in the country, but you can't even lead your team to a top four spot in the playoff? What if they lose 56-35, to 35, Trask has five touchdowns, 400 yards passing? Then Which the, is a very real possibility, by the then way. And that's something. Yeah. But I'm saying... Because that was his one loss this year no, against Texas listen. A&M in yeah. a game where, you know, the defense just got run over at will and a running back fumbled away the game at the end and allowed Texas A&M to win it. Listen, I get you because I'm saying this is an individual award, but the team revolves around it. All I'm saying is if Mac Jones goes in the SEC championship game in Atlanta, right? Is that Atlanta? Yep. Yeah. And he and, and and they mollywop Kyle Trask. I'm saying they get beat big time. And all of a sudden, the, tr- the Trask era where it's like... we stop putting that into the universe? Why? Mollywop's awesome. Mollywop's good. No, not, molly, not the word mollywopping, just oh, the, the idea. idea of Florida getting... Oh, oh, sorry, so, sorry, so sorry, much. sorry. Let's just say no, Trask like has a bad game. Yeah. And let's say the Florida Gators <laughs> get embarrassed by the Alabama Crimson Tide, which could happen as well. I'm taking Kyle Trask off the board like that. Absolutely, because if they get Molly Wop, that means Trask didn't yeah. play that well. And yeah. here's the other thing. Listen, I want to go to can, can we before we go to break. I know it's going to be a little long. Let's go to the uh, Dan Mullen soundbite af- after because here's what the argument is. Another level of the argument mm-hmm. is that it's against the all all SEC teams. It's all SEC this year because of COVID. Yeah. Which, by the way, is cool that they did all conference games. You don't have Eastern Washington. You don't have you know Georgia Southern. You don't have any of those games. But listen to Dan Mullen as they win the SEC East, and this goes along with my Heisman thought, too. Winning the SEC East championship in 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 this year, you know, the hardest year in the history of this league. We're going to play ten conference games, regular season conference games, uh, to win win our division is is pretty special and shows a lot of uh, you know what our what our what the teams at and what our coaches and the whole program's at. <laughs> I mean, come on, like I get it. The thing, one thing that's driven me nuts on, since man. I've been down here is the SEC, SEC, SEC. Nobody in sports does this. Like the SEC is the best conference, folks. It is. It has been. It's unbelievable. It's great. Great players, best coaches, all the. Everybody knows that. Uh, they've proven it. They've won a ton of national titles. But I just can't get. Nobody sits there and roots for the Yankees in Boston when the Boston Red Sox get out. Around in, in the SEC, I just can't. I, I never can grasp it, and this is why I guess I'm from New England and not from down here, but I sit there and root for, like, Alabama to go win the national title after they beat me in the SEC championship game and wave the SEC flag. But So Mullen's waving the SEC flag. That's fine. It, it just means more. Well, it, here's the deal with the SEC, and it's not unlike the other conferences. No, but it means but, but, nothing this year. But Well, well, this, it's not that it means nothing. Well, you have Average teams in the SEC, For man. A- I just watched the defending national champions give up 45 points in the first half to Alabama. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me, well, it's the toughest it's ever been? Yeah. Vanderbilt wouldn't win three games in the MAC. Yeah. Like, and it's the toughest it's ever been? Yeah. Don't just sit there. I understand you're not paying the guaranteed money games. I understand you're not playing the layup games this year. Well, those were added games anyway. Sure, you're playing an extra conference game or two. But Mullen went right to it, man. No, it's like, this is the hardest year ever to win the SEC East. Bull bleep. It yeah. is not. Yeah. No, you're, no, you're absolutely. <laughs> listen, you're, you're fooling yourself and you're fooling all of us as well because that's not true. I get it. Right now, Alabama, they're, they're the talk of the town. They're 9-0. and They're playing a great brand of football. I understand that. Florida got beat by Texas A&M. A&M's a great team as well. 
But besides that, like, yeah, Georgia's competitive. Missouri, eh, maybe. But Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, Arkansas. And here's the thing that really grinds my gears, I guess we would say. When we talk SEC football, usually it's it's tough football. It's a tough brand of football. Great defense. Those teams that I just named, go ahead and give me a great defense because yeah. you can't do it. So in an offensive year with offensive-driven numbers, if you're Dan Mullen, don't sit here and tell me that you get an SEC bump because this is the hardest year of all time. No, man. Put that card back in the deck and see what the ACC is doing. The ACC might get two teams in the, the championship as well, Connie Notre Dame, of course. But I'm just saying take the whole prestige, take the whole all that stuff out of the SEC. Not this year. Well, and same goes for the Heisman talk. You can't use that as an excuse it, just because you played all conference games. It's not the line. There's four good game, teams, and I'm not even going to debate how good Texas A&M and Georgia are. Yeah. But there's four good teams. Outside of that, they're all whatever. Yeah. I mean, they've proven that. Look at their records. Mm-hmm. They're just not that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alabama has trounced teams. Florida has essentially trounced everybody we'll except find for Texas out when we get to the Outback Bowl. Just how good the lower <laughs> teams are in our conference. Yeah. I mean, and by the way, comparative to other. <laughs> To other conferences, they're still good, yeah. but there's just not a lot of great teams in the SEC this year. I mean, yeah. it's just a, it falls on deaf ears for me yeah. um, to say that. Like, rip, bam, we clinched the SEC. It's the hardest year ever. <laughs> the other thing, too, is Mullen wants to win a Heisman. First and goal from the five, he's throwing it. He wants to win the Heisman. Yeah, they can't run it well, but they don't try to run it well either. You know what Alabama's doing on first and goal? They're giving it to Najee Harris, yeah. and he's scoring. Yeah. So the touchdown stuff, you got to watch. I can't wait to see what happens. And by the way, I'm I'm fine with whoever wins it. Yeah. But stop, Gator fan, and telling me to stop the count. Go and give me Wisconsin Auburn for the Tax Slayer Bowl, baby. Let's go. Yeah, Wisconsin mediocre. By the way, who are you telling? Hey, I I think I'm gonna defend that. I'm not gonna defend it. Yeah, they're bad. Jeez. Graham Mertz, y'all sold at him quite yet? Mm. Crazy. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. I I finished second, right? I lost in the championship to you. Austin Lane. You know what? You didn't win, okay? That's all that matters. I didn't win. Don't don't worry about what you did last year. You didn't win. I didn't win, and I (laughs) auto-drafted. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We came here to win the game, and, you know, that's what we did. You know, we're excited to get a win. We're excited to win the East. You know, obviously we're going to self-reflect and clean up the things that we messed up on, but at the same time, you got to celebrate your victories. Colt. That's Kyle Trask. Oh, man, I thought it was Colt McCoy. <laughs> I am so good at this game. Yeah. Brent, wait, okay, I'm not going to get into it. Whatever. That was a good one. That was, impre- that was impressive. It's impressive. You, you think the rules are slanted in my favor or something? I do. Because they are. It's almost like these, you do this you for a living. You these sound bites during the weekend yeah. shows. Yeah, it's almost like you play these sound bites during a TV show or something that like that. That was Weber getting me back for telling on him about the tight end quarterback. Oh, to Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill. Yeah, had to shut that down real quick. So did you win this week? 130 points or so this week. I'm doing fine. Yeah. Don't mind well, me. you're doing fine second place in the playoffs. By the way, I'm about to win too. I didn't want to play But I'm going to protest. I'm protesting the fantasy football it's over. league. It's over, man. Sorry. You're in the, you're in the consolation bracket. I don't bracket. understand. In what world? You're, you're in the consolation right? bracket. Listen, if they take, let's just say for, let's just say for a comparison here. They take in the AFC, right? Sure. Well, seven teams mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. And in the NFC, they're taking seven teams. Correct. But in this crafted fantasy football rigged league. That's my doing. Thank rigged. You. Okay. Rigged. I wouldn't call it rigged now, rigged. per se. 
They're, it's like them taking eight teams mm-hmm. in the AFC mm-hmm. and six teams in the NFC. What we've done is we've we've uh, we've established a model for the future. The NBA has wanted to do this for a long time now. Correct. Get more teams from the West into the postseason and less of those also rans in the East, i.e., your division. All all that's going to happen is the best teams will go to the final. You know, they'll go to the bracket. There's no East and West at the end of the day. It's it's if you're good. You're going to the championship bracket. Win your crossover you're games against the other division, and this is draft, much of a problem. Yeah, if you draft Michael Thomas, you know, if you make some mistakes, if you take Lamar Jackson so, so high, even before Kyler Murray, that's like, that's Mitch Trubisky-type GM management right there. That's what that is. You go to the consolation bracket. We'll talk about this tomorrow, but I'll never tell you that you can't win a championship in fantasy because of the way Kyler Murray's playing. Hey, hey, oh, oh, oh. Right now, Josh Allen, not too worried about it. We'll see. He's playing the Jets coming up. Like, I'm hey, either Kyler Murray or Josh Allen. Pick your poison. Have fun with Lamar Jackson. So, in our league, by the way, because here's what's what could happen very and, well happen. And poor Olivia could have had I Josh could, Allen, but no, I could. It's not, it's yeah. not dead set yet, yeah. but I could finish tied for fourth. But I'm going to lose on points, which is typical. Like, points comes down to a tiebreaker. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Are you conceding to that? But I'm losing that to mm-hmm. the guy in the other division. Sure. That's why I'm he, protesting. He has the better record. No, he doesn't. We're tied. That's he, my point. But he's going to have the better record because he has more points. So you're going to allow three teams. And by the way, not only that, it's coups. Shouldn't we yeah. do something to eliminate coups from the playoffs anyway? <laughs> hey, you know. Whoa. Wait. Now, come with me here, Stuart, Is a little Cruz bit. Is Cruz even involved anymore come, in our show? Come, come, I mean, He's in the yeah, promo hopefully. still. Well, here's the thing, though. So Cruz is going to go to the championship. Like, it's going to be Stuart, Olivia, myself, and Cruz. I mean, four hard four hitters worthy, of action sports contenders. Do you think that maybe Cruz should be sitting in Brent's spot and maybe Brent should be pushing the buttons because Cruz had a pretty good year and Brent's taking Lamar Jackson like the third round. I think you should saying. try that and see where it goes. You oh, oh, oh. might want to move to Orlando, talk a little more hoops. <laughs> I'm going to Arizona. We're good. Uh, the So one, one other thing about this fantasy football deal. Um, if four teams from your division – yes. We're all better than anybody in the other. Like even the division champ doesn't go to the postseason. So that's, like that's Olivia correct. is leading be, the other it would division. Be very hard for four from one side mm-hmm. because you play like everyone in your own division twice. Yeah, yeah. So someone's gonna feast on those minor, you know, those lesser non-playoff teams. Yeah. In the other division, that's what we're doing. Like Brent, that's what we're doing. Yeah. I beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a button. I did. Right. Okay, yeah, you, you did. Well, so stop sitting here telling me you hey, feasted on hey, my team. Hey, hey, I beat you. Time out, time out, time out real quick. So, so, I can't stop. so do you think last year when Andy Reid and the Chiefs were ho- holding the Lombardi Trophy sky high, do you think, oh, well, we got beat by the Broncos or the Raiders? Like, No, man. Brent, listen, you beat me fair and square. Congratulations. But at the end of the day, one person's going to the championship round. Another guy's going to the consolation bracket. It's not so a, no sense. The not, consolation it's not over bracket. Yet. I still got a chance. The, Lamar the Jackson. What's the most points a guy has ever made in in fantasy football? Individual like Ty- probably Kyle like Tyreek Hill had 51 points last week. Yeah, I mean we talk about Lamar Jackson. So the quarterback numbers. I mean Kyle. What was the highest one he's done for you? Kyle Murray. Oh, no, he's, he's Lamar Jackson. Oh, last year you're talking about? Oh, last year. Yeah. See, I have to go back I to need last that kind year. Of game. I have to go back to last year by quarterback last year. Uh, I think he put up like 38. That's it? Yeah. 
Oh, I need more than that. I mean, you remember how passing yards work, right? You don't get one point per passing yard. You get I know, a point. Lamar Jackson doesn't know how to pass very well. I'm saying, oh, he runs. Well, is he going to run? I yes, don't run. I want him four touchdowns running <laughs> okay. and 240 yards rushing. Well, good luck with that, man. Uh, by the way, uh, what's the score in the Pittsburgh-Washington game? I'm not watching it. Is scoreless. It. Scoreless? Watching back here. Yeah, yeah it, and I'll tell you probably what, Probably not man. good for my prize picks entry. Uh, ooh, not good at all. Um what is Go going ahead. on? By the way, what's going on with offense in the NFL? <sighs> Brandon, I told you it's that like cold weather. Getting cold. Did, did I chilly. tell you the cold weather make a difference? Looks cold in Pittsburgh. Now, like, don't tell me that to Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns and Tennessee Titans, but usually when you get cold weather, it makes a difference. No, seriously, what is going on? Like, I just told you, it's cold not weather. Just, no, it's not just cold weather. Okay. Uh, they played a game in L.A., and both quarterbacks didn't throw for like 100 yards. You get some attrition, too, over the course of the season. Yeah. You know? These guys are bringing in new players left and right, and you're a little out of rhythm. Okay, so look, 21 Playing on a Monday at 5 o'clock or a Tuesday. Crazy. Or... Speaking of cold weather, by the way, Chicago, 34-30 was the score. So it's not cold weather, which is crazy that Chicago, with their defense, and the Lions, who couldn't score against Carolina, I think it yeah. was, yeah, they yeah. Go, scored 34 points, and, and Stafford throws for 400. Browns-Titans, that was wild. But Dolphins-Bengals, yeah. 19 Seven Vikings, Shags, twenty-seven, twenty-four Raiders, thirty-one, twenty-eight. So I guess, well, I guess two, that's yeah, two of those twenty-six, twenty in the Texans game. Yeah, the Rams maybe thirty-eight, twenty-eight. So maybe there was more scoring than I thought. I just think you have some miserable quarterback performances. Like yeah. the Seahawks scored twelve points against the Jets. I mean Giants. And by the way, the Seahawks de- defense all of a sudden is now playing well. I know. Like I don't. Yeah, the well, Eagles quarterback situation is terrible. Yes. Patriots and Chargers were awful quarterbacking. Broncos were awful quarterbacking. Heck, the Chiefs only put up 22. Yeah. Just seems odd. Like, uh, Well, it, it should have been 29. You see that catch by Tyreek Hill? Yeah. The, the greatest catch never to be a touchdown, man. Well, it would have been only four more points. should have been 26. I oh, yeah, I get caught. Yeah, Which, by the way, uh, probably good news for fans of Washington and Pittsburgh who can't watch the game. You haven't missed any points. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's good. And by the way, of, we got another email from oh, no. AOL account. Oh, this is uh, awesome. Here we go. Seething. Seething. What's with these seething AOL over people? you're not broadcasting the game. Is that what you just got? Seething. seething. Well, I got this title. One. Check this one out, all right? Yeah, I'm not, I haven't read this, so hopefully there's not a swear Careful word. now. Several local television directories indicated you would broadcast early Monday night football game today. I can think of no in capital letters reason for you not doing so. You are not doing so. Today's game has a wide national interest and appeal to many nationwide. Your decision to not broadcast this game makes no sense and complete nonsense. (laughs) So it makes no sense and it. Complete nonsense. When the NFL makes decisions to reschedule its weekly scheduled games, the local station should make every effort to broadcast those games for the benefit of the viewing audience. Please remember that amid this pandemic, many of us have few pleasures. Watching sports <laughs> is one of the few we have. Dang. I cannot begin to describe how furious I am at your station for not broadcasting this game today. And I think there are 16 exclamation points. It's a lot of exclamation points. That's that the same one. email, by the way, that the, the subject line was seething. Oh, is that what it was? Seething? Seething. Uh, we have, why is the football game not on your channel? At least thanks is is added to that one. Where is the Washington-Pittsburgh football game? Yeah. I did not know the Washington Zoo nickname is Pittsburgh, but um, they are. It says where is Washington football. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was just trying to be funny there. Okay. Uh, what happened to the football game tonight? How come you guys are not airing the Pittsburgh and Washington game right now? People this is all since it. 5 o'clock, by the way. Why isn't the game on? Why is Fox 30 not broadcasting the game now? <laughs> I can only imagine the phone lines down there. I told them. I gave them a heads up. I wish we were down there going live. I wish they would just send them up to us. I just want to talk to somebody and see what that rage is like. Phone Sorry. number's on the screen, by the way, if anyone wants to call in with some rage. By the way, uh, Weber hit it. 
You haven't missed a dang thing. It's zero zero. Zero zero. <laughs> Alex Smith's got a couple completions. Weber Big didn't. Know. Weber, I said Weber hit it. Weber thought I meant hit a button. How I didn't you know what I was supposed to hit. I'm like, what sound am I supposed to hit? Anthony McFarlane's got more rushing yards than Benny Snell. I don't like that. Didn't predict that in the prize picks. No, I did not. All right. Uh, give me one thing coming back uh, from the weekend. I got something. You okay. should, too. Right. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Austin likes this one the best. Yeah, hands down. Well, you should uh, request it. Stuart, you got me, man? I have no control over which one comes up. We'll see. It's uh, it's on a rotator. Yeah. We'll so, go ahead know, and... It's got like all of them in one big old pool, and it rotates them through so that you don't play the same thing twice in a row. Can you take some out of the other rotation? Somebody else might be able to. Okay, well, we'll we'll get on that some other time then. Yeah. But I appreciate it. Yeah, we we have people for that. Yep. I just like I me. Mean, it's it's a it's a chill. It's Friday. Get done with work. It's not 40 degrees outside right now. And we're just cruising. We're going to the beach, man. It's not Friday though. It's my Friday. No, no I'm saying it's right. Friday. Like, this is, is what Friday. this song reminds me of. Right. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying this song is like a feel good Friday kind of song. Why are you not up. carrying this? Uh-huh. Two hours of action news, Jacks. Really? <laughs> we got more. Poor John Bachman. People are expecting to see Ben Roethlisberger. Maybe some are expecting to see Alex Smith, but it's mostly Ben Roethlisberger. They turn on their TV, and there's, like, Mr. Stylish himself, John Bachman, who's, like, the nicest guy ever. And I'm sure he's getting so much hate right now because, obviously, people can't watch their Steelers. I thought Ty, I had a text message from Ty. I was like, oh, he's going to complain about this again to me. Watch. Instead, it's, can you bring me a large shake and Kaylee a small one, please? So, uh, <laughs> so hey, here's the thing. By the way, if somebody could find me, yeah, this is what I want for Christmas. Okay. To get Ty. I got you. If, I'm listening. If somebody could find me a way to get like a big tub of the peppermint shake at Chick-fil-A, like the Christmas shake. I've never had the Christmas shake. Have you seen it? Uh, no, no. Yeah, so just on the holiday season. Okay. You yeah, know, yeah, some yeah. places have like eggnog shake and stuff. Well, Chick-fil-A. Shamrock shake. Shamrock shake, yeah. So Chick-fil-A does the peppermint, peppermint shake. Sounds good. I think it's called like peppermint chip or something yeah. like that. Well, good Ty stuff. loves it. Have you had it? And Yeah, it is good, but okay. I mean, it's got to have so much sugar oh, in it that yeah, I try yeah. to we, stay away. We, we can't have that. But Ty, the quest to 100 pounds is rapidly increasing because oh, of the Chick-fil-A shake. Yeah. And he loves it. Yeah. Like he would eat it every day. So if I seriously could get a tub of it, because you know, cause you, know even, you get the large, is just the large. I mean, large yeah. isn't good enough. I need one for breakfast for yeah. him and for dinner and for a snack. Listen, stop selling yourself short. You got a backyard fireplace. Just buy like a, like a, like a shake maker. You know, like those big metal things that were that circulates or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Buy them a shake machine. Well, then I need the secret recipe, though. Google. You find that real quick. I mean, because you know, you like, want it? I can find it right have now. Have you tried to do that before? Where you go to you yeah, love a replicate? Like, okay. You know what I've done? I've that tried before? that with the Red Lobster cheesy biscuits. I've done that with like pickles before. <laughs> you ever go to a place and their pickles are unbelievable? And you're like, and so you ask the people, like, what do you do to them? Like, I put them in like vinegar or whatever else. I don't know, like yeah. soak them in. It's and a so recipe. And so I'm like, I'm trying that. Yeah. It ain't even that close to any good. So, there's some good pickles sweet, around not here. Not the sweet pickles, though. Not yeah. the sweet pickles. But no, there's some good pickles around here. Like the local pickle scene, it's big. You know who's got great pickles? What do we got? Uh, Say Ted's oh. Montana Steakhouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. But those are like, um, 
Yeah, they're, they're like little cucumber slices. They're not yeah. even like pickles. They're cucumbers. Yeah, yeah I think I've done this thing. before. Said this I don't before. think you have. But anyway, the yeah. shake from Chick-fil-A, I don't know if it can be duplicated. So yeah. I need a tub of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see anybody this by machine. Good, anybody got good connections at Chick-fil-A? Hit them up, man. Hey, listen, there's friendly people there. They can help you out. They can point you they in the right direction. Friendly. They're really friendly. Um, I interrupted you. Oh, no, I was going to say, so in the first quarter, six first down, six punts. Oh, you ain't missing much, people. Yeah. Hey, I think, in fact, zero, zero. I think we're doing everybody a service. Not now, showing the game. Now, the, the Pittsburgh, they're, they're getting in the red zone. The Steelers are, by the way. So, oh. sorry to disappoint, but... Uh, okay, uh, give me one thing from the weekend, man. Some good uh, UFC or what? Do you want to go? Oh yeah, good call in the UFC. You can show me you Pat did... McAfee in the wrestling world. Yeah, you know, I, can I go with that instead, or do you sure. want to go UFC? You can do whatever you want. I, I know, mean, man. I'm just giving you ideas. Yeah, I appreciate that. So yeah, so let's go ahead and go with Pat McAfee, man. Um, listen. This guy's a jack of all trades, right? He's everywhere. He's on college game day. He's got his own Sirius XM show. Well, he's been doing this whole thing with WWE NXT, which is kind of like, it's kind of like AEW, right? Where they're in direct competition with each other. And honestly, I'm an AEW guy, but what Pat McAfee is doing right now, um, he's blowing the wrestling universe away. Because at first, obviously, people were, well, this guy's not a full-timer. He's not even an athlete. He's a punter. Yada, yada, yada. But it's cool watching him earn, uh, you know, wrestling fans' respect, if you will. And he did that last night at War Games. All right. What do you got, Weber? Got a couple uh, local guys getting in on the Maction, doing pretty well in the Mac. Football conference. I like that Maction. We like the Maction. Yeah. Uh, Carter Bradley at Toledo, son of Gus. Yeah. Uh, big one. Big, big day. Big game. Three touchdowns, ton of yards, led his team to a victory. And Tion Dollard out of Lake City, Columbia, had 180-something yards rushing and led the Akron Zips to their first Mac win of the year. So good on you to the local guys getting it done in the Mac. By the way, Zip. Oh, go ahead. I don't know what a Zip is. Okay. I shouldn't know, too, in school. Like don't I think of Kangaroo as their logo thing? I'll look it up. You got it. Um, Come on. I think it might just be like a Z. Okay. I don't. I don't even. I don't know. Go uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. speaking of coaches' kids, uh, I'll tell you what. Doug Marone's kid can play. Yeah. I uh, was at bowls like I shot every snap of that game, ten to seven <laughs> in overtime, every single one. You trying to go to the the, the Christmas party or what? No, I didn't well, do it for that. Okay. I, it just wouldn't score. It was Sounds ten to like seven. It. I didn't have any highlights. Sounds like it. But, I mean, his kid, uh, Mac Marone's a good player. He's all over the place. Man. Awesome. All over the place. Plays linebacker. By the way, don't ever question my mascot uh, stuff oh, he's again. he's like a kangaroo. Yeah. How about that? I should have known that. Uh, hey, here's my give me one thing real quick. It's Manny Diaz in, in Miami. I think quietly, we're not talking enough about it. Mm. I mean, obviously, he's got De'Ara King, and De'Ara King has played well for him, but Manny Diaz is doing a heck of a job, man. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get in the ACC championship game because they lost to Clemson. And you know what? They, they got thumped by Clemson. But they have one loss. You know, and they're coming back off to that big break, and they take care of business. I'm impressed with the Miami team like that that takes care of business. They've won some close games. They just trounce Duke. I'm impressed with Notre Dame. But Brian Kelly's a guy that also didn't get enough love for the job he's done. They have taken care of business as well. We just took care of business. Show's over. Touchdown, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. It's not Juju Smith-Schuster. No, it's not. (laughs) Sorry about that. Jags Report Live coming up 7 o'clock on Fox 30. We'll do this again tomorrow on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Live, local, loud. Up next, keep it locked. The ESPN 690, since you can't watch the Steelers game.